You're listening to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Library Podcast. There's practically no limit to what you can learn and see when you belong to the Livingston Library. From science and technology to grants and genealogy, our library is virtually an information galaxy. This library is yours and this library is mine. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the March 2022 episode of L-Town Radio, the Livingston Public Library podcast. My name is Joe. I'm one of the librarians here in the Adult Services and Acquisitions Department, and I thank you for tuning in. Coming up in this episode, Jessica will tell us about some of the most anticipated books headed our way in March. Hung Mei will share a special song and a special poem with us. Archana will tell us about some of the best new programs you'll see on our March calendar. And the crew will talk about some of our favorite books about famous women in history for Women's History Month. But first, I'd like to talk to you about the Western. The Western, of course, is one of America's oldest genres, and lately it's been having a bit of a moment. Last year saw the release of films like The Harder They Fall and Those Who Wish Me Dead and The Power of the Dog, which was recently nominated for a ton of Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, and it's definitely one of the best new movies I saw last year. Meanwhile, over in TV land, the series Yellowstone and its prequel spinoff 1883 have been big hits. You could even say that the popular Disney Plus Star Wars shows The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett are just as much westerns as they are science fiction. Um, of course, the Western began as a literary genre, and it's still going strong on the page. Um, I mentioned this on an earlier episode, but uh, last fall, I kind of got on a Western's kick thanks to uh, a, some research I had to do as part of my graduate school studies in library school. And of course, I had seen a few Westerns in my time, but I had never really read Western novels, and I kind of fell in love with the whole adventurous spirit that they have. And if you're like me and are kind of getting on a Western's kick and itching for more high-stakes stories set in the treacherous landscape of the American West, here are some titles I can recommend that you check out with your Livingston Library card. First, there's the book, The Power of the Dog, which was the basis for Jane Campion's movie from last year. The original novel was written by Thomas Savage, and it's set on a Montana ranch in the 1920s. It's the story of two brothers, George, who's kind, and Phil, who's cold. And it's how their relationship is tested after George's new wife and her teenage son come to live with them. Now, currently, I am in the middle of Larry McMurtry's Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, Lonesome Dove, published in 1985, winner of the Pulitzer Prize in 1986. Uh, it's the story of two Texas Rangers as they drive cattle from Texas to Montana in the late 1870s, along with their uh, fellow ranchers and a female companion. And 
yeah, of course, it was turned into a famous miniseries in the late 80s. I'm currently only on page 184 of this 850-page epic, but I can already tell it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to try to savor it as long as I can. Um, another book that I really loved, uh, which I have talked about uh, on the December podcast of last year, I believe, um, is called The Thousand Crimes of Ming Su. It's written by Tom Lin. Uh, it was his first novel, and it's a weird Western, which means it takes elements of the Western and kind of infuses it with uh, fantasy or speculative fiction elements. Anyway, uh, Thousand Crimes of Ming Tzu stars a Chinese-American gunslinger named Ming Tzu. He's on a mission to exact revenge on the men who kidnapped him from his wife and forced him to work on the Pacific Railroad. Along the way, he's joined by a group of supernaturally gifted magic show performers, as well as a blind psychic slash spiritual advisor uh, named The Prophet. Uh, It has these brief episodic chapters that managed to keep the pace brisk even in its more philosophical interludes and it has uh, a really cool sardonic sense of humor that adds levity to all the brutal violence. Ombre is a novel by Elmore Leonard who you may recognize from his whip-smart gangster fiction like Get Shorty and Rum Punch and a dozen other novels that were adapted into hit movies in the mid-90s but he also wrote a lot of westerns, especially earlier in his writing career, and uh, Ombre fits really snugly alongside all those crime classics. The hero of this crisp and gritty novel is John Russell. He's a white man who was raised among Apaches, and he's called upon to rescue his companions when their stagecoach is attacked by bandits. Um, and his trademark succinct and hard-boiled style, Leonard masterfully establishes well-drawn characters and embroils them in a high-stakes situation set in a treacherous western landscape, and he swiftly ants up the tension through to a thrilling yet poignant climax, and it's perfect for fans both of the western genre and of author Elmore Leonard. Next uh, is Make Me No Grave. It's a book by Haley Stone. It was published in 2018. It's set in 1873 Kansas, and uh, it's told from the point of view of a U.S. Marshal named Apostle Richardson, who forms an unlikely and romantically charged relationship with Almina Guillory. She's an outlaw with supernatural powers known as the Grizzly Queen of the West. So yeah, this is another one of those weird westerns. And after Almina is framed for crimes she didn't commit this time, she and Apostle must team up to face off against determined lawmen and bank-robbing bandits and vigilante posses and even a few witches. Um, this title Actually, you won't find in the Buckles catalog, but you can find it here at the Livingston Library as part of our indie collection. Next is River of Teeth, written by Sarah Gailey. It was a finalist for the 2017 Nebula Award for Best Novella, and it takes place in an alternate timeline of 1890s America where feral hippopotamuses run wild in the bayous of Louisiana and are hunted by mercenary hippo wranglers from around the world. If this sounds absurd, well, yes, it is, but I promise you in the most marvelously thrilling way. My next recommendation is called Trail of Lightning. 
It's by Hugo and Nebula award-winning writer Rebecca Roanhorse. It's her electrifying debut novel set in a magical post-apocalyptic America, and it follows the adventure of a Navajo monster slayer. It's rooted in mythology, and it's a fantastic story that exploits and subverts many Western tropes from an indigenous American perspective. Next is Open Season by C.J. Box. It's the first of a 21-book and counting series. Uh, This one came out in 2001. Uh, The 22nd book is set to come out later this year, and the series introduces Joe Pickett. He's a Wyoming game warden turned unlikely hero. After Joe discovers a dead poacher on his property, his investigation leads him through an intricate web of corruption involving an endangered species, an oil pipeline, and many colorful characters, including villainous government officials who won't hesitate to threaten Joe's endearingly relatable family. Joe is neither a crack shot nor a super sleuth, but he has got enough honor and grit to save the day in this relentlessly suspenseful pro-environmentalist western mystery hybrid. And finally, I don't think any list of best western novels would be complete without something by Cormac McCarthy, so... uh, I'll mention No Country for Old Men. It's the gripping and philosophical thriller uh, by Pulitzer Prize winner Cormac McCarthy, where a Texas man finds a satchel full of money belonging to Mexican drug dealers and then finds himself hunted by a ruthless assassin. Of course, you may recognize this book as the basis for the Coen Brothers film adaptation, which won Best Picture uh, at the Oscars in 2008. If you're in the mood for an even darker and more twisted take on the Western genre, Check out McCarthy's nightmarish 1985 novel Blood Meridian or The Evening Redness in the West, but be prepared for that one. You have to be in the right mood for it. Again, you can check out all these books with your Livingston Library card. And in fact, from March 1st through March 14th, we're going to have a special Westerns display set up here in the library near the circulation desk. And you can check out these as well as many other great Western books over at that display. Well, next let's welcome Jessica back to the podcast to once again tell us about some of the most anticipated books headed our way in March of 2022. Jessica? There's nothing that excites us more than new books. If you're excited for a new book too, mark down these titles to be published in March. Your two-read list just got longer. Wild Irish Rose by Rise Boyan, March 1st, from the publisher. New York Times bestselling author Rise Bowen, now writing in partnership with her daughter, Claire's Broyles, transports and enthralls readers through the incomparable Molly Murphy Sullivan. Wild Irish Rose is the next novel in this beloved mystery series, a cause for celebration for readers and critics alike. Booth by Karen Joy Fowler, March 8th, from the publisher. From the man, Booker, finalist, and best-selling author of We Are All Completely Besides Ourselves comes an epic novel about the family behind one of the most infamous figures in American history, John Wilkes Booth. Run Rose Run by Dolly Parton and James Patterson, March 7th, from the publisher. From America's most beloved superstar and its greatest storyteller, a thriller about a young singer-songwriter on the rise and on the run and determined to do whatever it takes to survive. The Summer Getaway by Susan Mallory, March 15th, from the publisher. One woman discovers the beauty and chaos in this poignant and heartwarming story about the threads that hold family together from number one New York Times bestselling author Susan Mallory. 
The Match by Harlan Coben, March 15th, from the publisher. From the modern master suspense comes a gripping new thriller in which Wilde follows a tip that may finally reveal the truth behind his abandonment, only to end up in the sights of a ruthless killer. French Braid by Anne Tyler, March 22nd, from the publisher. From the beloved best-selling Pulitzer Prize winning author, a funny, joyful, brilliant, perceptive journey deep into one Baltimore family's foibles. From a boyfriend with a red Chevy in the 1950s, up to a longed for reunion with a grandchild in our pandemic present. What Happened to the Bennetts by Lisa Scottolini, March 29th, from the publisher. From number one best-selling author, Lisa Scottolini, comes a pulse-pounding new novel, Your Family Has Been Attacked. Never again to be the same. Now you have to choose between the law and justice. You can borrow these books and more this March from the Livingston Public Library. We hope to see you soon. Bye. Thanks so much, Jessica. And we're just about at the halfway point of our episode. So we'd like to welcome Hong Mei, as usual, to share a very special song. And this time, she also has a very special poem to go along with it. Hong Mei. Dear our town radio listeners, we walk every day from kitchen to living room, from home to office, or we just take a walk outside for exercise. Have you thought about how to walk happily and mindfully? Thich Nhat Hanh, the world-renowned poet, peace activist, and father of mindfulness said, the practice of mindful walking is a profound and pleasurable way to deepen our connection with our body and the earth. We breathe, take a mindful step, and come back to our true home. Today, let us enjoy Thich Nhat Hanh's famous poem, Walking Meditation, and a song based on this poem sung by Plum Village. I hope you can remember this poem and song while you enjoy your walking. Walk and touch peace every moment. Walk and touch happiness every moment. Each step brings a fresh breeze.
you very much, Hong Mei. That song uh, you heard just at the end, that was titled Walking Meditation, and the artist is Plum Village. And now that we are feeling nice and peaceful, let us listen to Archana as she tells us about some of the exciting programs headed our way in March. Archana. Hello, listeners. As we look forward to March and the first signs of spring, you can also look forward to some exciting programs offered by your library. Women's History Month is celebrated in March, and with that in mind, we have scheduled three women-centric programs, all starting at 7 p.m. The first is on March 14th. This is a virtual program called America's First Ladies, The Good, The Bad, and The Strangely Forgotten. The role of First Lady comes with no job description, no pay, and no written requirements. Yet, America's presidential spouses have wielded great influence and have always been subject to intense public scrutiny. In this fascinating illustrated lecture, historian Dr. Leslie Goddard explores which First Ladies have rated highest and lowest with historians. She will use the Siena College Research Institute's First Ladies study as a jumping-off point to explore how different first ladies have been assessed and why. She'll look at some first ladies who excelled at public duties and were claimed as symbols of strength in times of crisis like Eleanor Roosevelt. Some were showered with adoration and respect, like Jackie Kennedy and Frances Cleveland. Some lived through immense personal tragedy, like Mary Lincoln and Jane Pierce. Each in her own way both reflected and influenced the attitudes of society, about appropriate behavior for women. Now see if you agree with scholars about which first ladies were best and which were worst, and also consider what you think the future might hold for the role of American first lady. We then move on to another luminary, this time from the art world, in a program entitled Yayoi Kusama, The Moment is Imminent, and this is on March 21st. At age 92, contemporary Japanese painter and sculptor Kusama is having a moment. Today, she is one of the world's most popular and recognizable artists. Her Infinity Mirrors immersive experience installations took the world by storm in the 21st century, but she has been making vibrant and innovative art for decades. Her artistic practice is rooted in her lifelong fascination with the natural world. Inspired by her intimate engagement with the colors, patterns and life cycles of plants and flowers. This talk by Janet Mandel will discuss her long and productive life and examine her extraordinary work. This lecture will be offered both in person and online, so you can either attend it at the library or view it from home over Zoom. The last program I want to highlight is on March 29, March 28th. Sorry. It's a virtual program that offers an examination of the life and oeuvre of Dorothea Lange, a pioneer of photojournalism. After an early career as a portrait photographer, Dorothea Lange dedicated her life to documenting life during the Great Depression, telling people's stories as truthfully as possible through her photographs. As one of her first professional photojournalists, she travelled through the country for the Farm Security Administration to capture the lives of impoverished sharecroppers, documented life inside the Japanese incarceration camps and in booming coast towns during World War II and also contributed to many major publications like Life magazine. She very carefully composed her thought-provoking images while always dedicated to being truthful, taking extensive field notes, including her subjects' comments and personal observations, and created many iconic images. 
So this virtual examination of Lange's life and oeuvre by art enthusiast and educator Sylvia Laudian Mio will show how throughout her career Lange was keenly aware of the power of words which could extend, buttress, illuminate and explain the photograph in the form of captions but could also increasingly be found in our environment in the form of advertisements, signs, etc., adding to a picture's story. Sylvia will take a close look at many of her works and discuss her various projects, her compositional choices and the interrelationship of image and word in her photographs. As always, thanks to the support of the Friends of the Livingston Library, which makes these programs possible. Thank you all. Thanks so much, Archana. And because March is Women's History Month, I thought I would ask the crew this month if they had any favorite stories that involved womanhood or famous women from history. And here's what they had to say. First, here's Jessica. March is Women's History Month, and the library is your destination for, for historical fiction novels with strong female characters. If you're looking for something to read this month, here are three titles to try. Descriptions of these novels are taken from the publisher. Wartime Sisters by Linda Cohen Lloydman. Two estranged sisters raised in Brooklyn and each burdened with her own shocking secret are reunited at the Springfield Armory in the early days of World War II. While one sister lives in relative ease on the Armory campus as an officer's wife, the other arrives as a war widow and takes a position in the Armory factories as a soldier of production. Resentment festers between the two and secrets are shattered when a mysterious figure from the past reemerges in their lives. Terrible Virtue by Ellen Feldman. A fictional portrait of one of the most influential figures of the 20th century follows the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, who sacrificed two husbands, three children, and scores of lovers in her fight for sexual equality and freedom. The Invention of Wings by Sue Monk Kidd. The story follows Hetty Handful Grimke, a Charleston slave, and Sarah, the daughter of a wealthy Grimke family. The novel begins on Sarah's 11th birthday when she is given ownership over Handful, who is to be her handmaid. The invention of wings follows the next 35 years of their lives, inspired in part by the historical figure of Sarah Grimke, a feminist suffragist and, importantly, an abolitionist. Kid allows herself to go beyond the record to flesh out the inner lives of all the characters, both real and imagined. We invite you to stop by the library and visit our displays for more books for Women's History Month. See you soon. Thank you, Jessica. And up next, here is once again, Hung Mei. Dear Our Tongue listeners, today I'm going to introduce you to a very good book about famous women in history. As soon as the book was published, it became an immediate hit. It was on number one NY Times bestseller list. This book was made into a movie. The book is called Hidden Figures, written by Margaret Lee Shetley and published in 2016. Because of its popularity, Livingston Public Library chose this book as our library book club book a few years ago. The book is based on a true story of four African-American mathematicians who served a vital role in NASA during the early years of U.S. space program. Katherine Johnson led a team of African-American women who did actual calculation of the necessary trajectory from the Earth to the Moon for the U.S. Apollo space program. 
The movie Hidden Figures received various awards and nominations following its release. Livingston Public Library owns a doll book, drawing notebook, and the DVD of Hidden Figures. Check them out and enjoy. Thanks so much, Hongmei. And as for me, I'm going to have to bring it back to Westerns again. Um, I'm recommending a book called Buffalo Girls by Larry McMurtry, also author of Lonesome Dove, which I mentioned earlier. Um, it's a fictionalized and tragicomic biography of Calamity Jane, arguably the most famous woman in the history of the Old West. Um, there's also appearances by some of her famous friends like Annie Oakley and Dora Dufresne. Half the novel is epistolic. It's told through letters that Calamity Jane writes to an estranged daughter, and the other half follows an eclectic cast of vivid characters, both real and imagined, as they live through the dying days of the Old West, including a tour with Buffalo Bill's legendary Wild West show. And uh, McMurtry brings these historical figures to life with warmth, humor, and wistful melancholy in his trademark way that both romanticizes and subverts the Western genre. If you're interested in more character-driven historical slash biographical fiction about strong pioneer women in vividly described settings, you can also read Thelma Adams' The Last Woman Standing. That's about Josephine Marcus and Wyatt Earp. There's Kathleen Morris's The Lily of the West, which is about Mary Catherine Haroni, and Sarah, Sarah Elizabeth Miller's Caroline. That's about the family of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Well, we're approaching the end of this episode, but before we go, I want to tell you about one other program on our March calendar. It's the next meeting of our virtual Unstuck in Time book club. It's where we do discuss speculative fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, anything futuristic or surreal or supernatural or macabre. We used to focus just on classic speculative fiction from at least 25 years ago, but recently we changed that to include anything. So we've had a, a few modern books recently, and I, I think it's really brought some life back into the club. Anyway, our, the, the topic of our next meeting is a book from 2021, just last year, called My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. I have not read this book yet, but uh, I did read uh, his previous book from 2020, which was called The Only Good Indians, and it was the best horror book I've read in the past few years and one of the best books period that I've read in the past few years. So I'm excited to read this one. Uh, here is just the tantalizing description from inside the dust jacket. Uh, <clears throat> you won't find a more hardcore 80s slasher film fan than high school senior Jay Daniels. And he won't find a place less supportive of girls who wear torn t-shirts and too much eyeliner than proof rock. Nestled 8,000 feet up a mountain in Idaho alongside Indian Lake, home to both Camp Blood, site of a massacre 50 years ago, and as of this summer, Terra Nova, a second home celebrity Camelot being carved out of a national forest. That's not the only thing that's getting carved up, though. This, Jade knows, is the start of a slasher. But what kind? Who's wearing the mask? Jade's got an encyclopedic recall of every horror movie on the shelf, but will that help her survive? Can she get a final girl trained enough to stop all this from happening? 
Does she even want to? Isn't a slasher exactly what her hometown deserves? This new novel by the New York Times best-selling author of The Only Good Indians, Stephen Graham Jones, called, quote, One of Our Most Talented Living Writers, by Tommy Orange, explores the changing landscape of the West through his distinct voice of sharp humor and prophetic violence. Go up the mountain to Prufrock. See if you've got what it takes. See if your heart, too, might be a chainsaw. And if that weren't enough to entice you, here's some praise for the book from reviewers and writers. Publishers Weekly said horror fans will be blown away by this audacious extravaganza. Booklist called it brilliantly crafted and heartbreakingly beautiful. Alma Katsu, author of The Deep and the Hunger, said... You don't have to be a slasher fan to read My Heart is a Chainsaw, but I guarantee you that you will be one after you read it. Gwendolyn Kist, the Bram Stoker award-winning author of The Rust Maidens, said, The book is brutal, beautiful, and unforgettable. It's everything I never knew I needed in a horror novel. And Christopher Golden, New York Times bestselling author of Ararat and Red Hands, said it's a frantic, gory, whodunit mystery with an ending both savage and shocking. Don't say I didn't warn you. All right, again, My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. It's the topic for our next meeting of the Unstuck in Time book club. Again, this is a virtual book club. It's going to be held on Zoom on Tuesday, March 29th from 7 to 8 p.m. So you will need to register if you want to get that Zoom link. So make sure if you want to join to register through the calendar on our website, livingstonlibrary.org. Well, now we are at the end of our episode. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Thank you, as always, to Jessica, Archana, and Hong Mei for all their contributions. I do hope you'll come down to the library and see us, because we are open seven days a week for all your librarying needs. We're also online on livingstonlibrary.org. You can read our blog, which is updated uh, five days a week at blog.livingstonlibrary.org, plus with our director's announcement on Sunday evenings. We're also on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, and of course, we're on Spotify and SoundCloud, where you can listen to and subscribe to this podcast. And until next time, stay safe, stay kind and stay curious.